Welcome to the Beach Grove United Methodist Church podcast, where you can hear our Sunday morning sermons in audio form and take them wherever you go. This week, we celebrate the baptism of our Lord Sunday and talk about baptism and the covenant we make as we begin our newest series, Members of the Body, and we talk about community. I hope you will join us for the entirety of this series. This week, we will unpack the baptism of Jesus as well as the baptism of the community in Samaria in Acts 9. A reminder that our services are available in their entirety on our YouTube channel, which is linked in the podcast notes. We would love it if you would follow or subscribe to the podcast so that new sermons come into your feed as soon as they are available. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you are feeling really generous, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That helps us to grow our audience. Lastly, find us on Facebook or Instagram to follow along with all the fun things happening at Beach Grove, whether you live in Suffolk or not. We hope you enjoy this week's message, and don't forget to share it with others. Reading from Luke in chapter 3, verse 21 and 22 the baptism of Jesus. Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. You may be seated. We have a second reading today from the book of Acts. In chapter 8, beginning at verse 9 through 17. Now a certain man named Simon had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria saying that he was someone great. All of them, from the least to the greatest, listened to him eagerly, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they listened eagerly to him, because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip, who was proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, They were baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed. After being baptized, he stayed constantly with Philip and was amazed when he saw the signs and great miracles that took place. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet the Spirit had not come upon them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the children of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you, that through your word for us this day, we would grow and know you more, seeing the works through your Son, our Savior, and learning more about him. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. So I just want to add this week to the list of weeks in the Christian year that are just difficult to preach. And it's not because the scripture lesson is tough. It's not because uh, I had problems finding commentaries. It's, it's because I preach the same story every year. It's like add it to the list of Christmas and, and Easter and, and all these other weeks in the Christian year where I tend to preach from the same scripture, the same story, the same theme every year. You probably come in here this morning knowing that uh, it is baptism of the Lord's Sunday. It's the first Sunday after the day of Epiphany, which is January the 6th. You probably, it's, it often aligns with one of the first two Sundays of the year, and so you come in here and you think, okay, well, I'm going to hear a, a sermon on New Year's resolutions, right? New Year, New You. Be, remembered of your ba- be reminded of your baptism and, and think of what God can do through you this year. We celebrate remembrance of baptism, we talk about water, we talk about covenant. Yes, there is this manner of freshness and newness as we enter a new year. There is this manner of focusing on those things that can make us better, that can make us closer to God. However, I don't want to go there today, not because it's not a a good sermon. Um, I've, I've preached it on seven other occasions since I have been a pastor But I thought I wanted, but I didn't think, I felt God discerning me to go into a different direction. You see, as we sat together in in the fellowship hall a little more than a month ago with those who came to our vision day, we began to look and reflect on where God was calling us as a church community. And we sat there, and and Jason Stanley, the Reverend Jason Stanley, who sat down with us, encouraged us, and, and led us in exercises. And one of the things that he led us in an exercise about was to reflect on what our church offers, what our church gives, and what our church could be. And one of the words that kept coming up over and over and over and over again in in a vast array of different ways was community. Community, not just Focusing on the way and nature in which we are community together, but focusing on how we are community for other people. Focusing on how we can be in community with other people. Focusing how we can be a better community together. And as this this theme continued to poke its head out, in fact, our vision that we have discerned is centered around that aspect of community. But I want to pause before we go into a reflection on the vision that God is calling us towards as a community. I'm going to preach on that at the, in about a month or so, but before we get there, I wanted to take an opportunity. Before we can look and see the vision that God has called us towards, I wanted to focus on the central theme that this vision, that is, that is embraced in this vision, and that was the sense and nature of community. And so we're going to do this by unpacking two chapters in Scripture. We're going to do this by unpacking 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. Now, neither one of those were read this morning, and that's that's okay. We're We're not there yet, because before we embark on understanding community, we need to understand what brings us together. 
before we get there, before we get to even talking about community, we have to name the nature in which we exist in community. That which has brought us, the, uh, those of us who are in this room, those of us who are joining us online, those who are part of this community. What has brought us here? What has put us in this space and in this place? I mean, I could have very easily just preached New Year, New You, and then moved on to a series about community. But to start the year off, to talk about community is to talk about this nature in which we are baptized into community. As members of the body, as members of this body, we enter into relationship through covenant. And through that covenantal nature we live into, and we express this nature of community. Baptism is about commitment. The sacraments of the church have historically been known as these, these outward signs of this inward grace. And this means by which we experience that grace. We even say as we begin our baptismal liturgy, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation, and we are given new birth by water in the Spirit. There are times within our baptismal covenant that we not only make a commitment to God, we make a commitment to each other. And you all make a commitment to the person that's being baptized. We are making a commitment, a covenant, with someone, with something, with some group beyond ourselves. And we are naming a transformation that is taking place deep within us and acknowledging what God has offered to each and every one of us since the very act of creation. In fact, a theologian that I read this week says, baptism is about belonging to God. And because of this, baptism is about belonging to a community. Baptism is about belonging to God, and because of that, Baptism is about belonging to a community. As we think about this sacred and sacramental act, as we think about the way and nature that we practice it in our modern and contemporary churches, we look and we see the ways in which we are not just acknowledging God's love for us, but we are entering into a new community. We are entering into a community with God, and into a community with one another, and into a community with all of God's creation. This is why we don't practice private baptisms in the Methodist church. Baptism is a communal experience, because we recognize the way and nature that the, the act of baptism, the sacredness, the sacrament of baptism, plays a role not just between a person and their relationship with God, but between the person who's being baptized and their relationship with the community itself. We baptize people in the midst of, of, of worship services, in front of those persons they're in community with. We are not only united in community with God through baptism, but united in community with one another here in the church and united with the community of creation. And so as we look at baptism, as we begin to understand what this means for our nature, as a church community together, as a church community that exists to help one another and exists to help those who are outside of our church walls, we look and reflect. 
on two stories. I, I brought two stories with us today. Neither one of them very long. The first one, only two verses. And that is the baptism of Christ. Specifically, the story of Jesus' baptism in the Gospel of Luke. In other tellings of the baptism of Jesus, we see John call out to Jesus. Jesus walking down the hill and John calling out, pointing to him as the one who is to come. And yet we do not see that in this telling. In fact, in this telling, we don't even see the act of baptism. We just hear that Jesus has been baptized, that there's a full community of people around Jesus who has been baptized also. Whether they know one another or not is not said, and yet Jesus, in the midst of this community, having been baptized, and now all of them coming to witness the Spirit of God coming down upon Jesus. Jesus is named and identified by God. No one else, but by God. And it is in the nature of this gathered community that the presence of God in the world is fulfilled and experienced. Right? Everyone who is in that space, who saw this baptism by the Spirit upon Jesus, was changed and transformed. And it is in this nature of community that they are then sent out as witnesses, as disciples in their own right. And now as we move into the passage from Acts, embarking into a Samaritan community under the influence and, and under the teachings of this man named Simon who, who appears to be this powerful magician whom people in the Samaritan community believe that his power is of God. And yet, on the flip side, is Philip. A man who, in the beginning of chapter 8, if you read, enters this community and begins to preach the good news of Jesus. Begins to form a community. They were amazed by the magic they see from Simon. However, when Philip comes and wows them with the stories of God and Jesus, they are so moved that we see even Simon is baptized. And a new community is formed. And then as we see Peter and John enter and come down to witness what is happening in this community, we see the Holy Spirit come down, blessing what is happening. For this Samaritan community, they are united by their commonality. And it is that nature of relational living and care that brings the attention of Peter and John to see God's work within them as they receive the Holy Spirit among them. In these two examples, in baptism, there is a found belonging to God and to one another. The transformational change that occurs is built out of this nature of covenantal living that we can expect to take place as we look and see the way that baptism is talked, not just in these two stories, but all throughout the New Testament, all throughout the early history of the church, people are not baptized and then sent out alone. They are baptized into a community. They're loved by a community. They're taught by a community. They're helped by a community. And they go out and they serve as a community. 
and they go out and serve in their greater community. We exist together in community. God created us to be with one another. Once we name that we understand the nature of covenant in our community, we see the aspects of our covenant begin to form. We see the nature in which the vows that we make in baptism begin to form, begin to become a part of our own identity. Each of these aspects calling us to a different nature in the church and at large. This covenant we make with God, with the church, and with the world to care for God's creation out of a response of God's ever-abiding love and grace for us. Covenant establishes care and relationship with one another. And we make covenants with one another to look out and to care, not just for those who are in here, but for those who are outside as well. In the coming weeks, we're going to unpack this nature of community. We're going we're to look at ourselves. We're going to look at knowing ourselves. What it means to know who we are, to know our gifts, to know our graces in ministry. What it looks like to know those whom we are serving with and what it looks like ultimately to live and abide and to love all those whom we are in ministry for. But first we begin by being reminded of whose we are, who calls us together, who covenants and commits with us. Embedded in each baptismal story is the beginning of a journey. And to be reminded of and to hearken back to that beginning recenters, refocuses who we are as we begin to look at the common goal. Simon will wrestle as we move on. If you continue reading on in that passage, he will wrestle with this nature of power and how it is used, but is humbled as he realizes the community that he is a part of and the way the disciples have led him. This is what it means to come together, to be baptized and to begin to recognize the ways in which God works in each of us. To recognize and surrender to who God calls us to be. Each week we finish our worship services with the Wesley Covenant Prayer. A prayer of surrender, of relinquishing trust to God. We look to God to be the central theme of our faith, and in doing so, guided by His love. To covenant together with God invites us on a journey, as we did in baptism, and to now covenant with one another that God's love and grace will be what guides us in our interactions with one another. And here's the cool thing is there's nothing that can break down our community. Because when we enter into community with God at the center of it and recognize God's ever-abiding presence, we recognize the ways in which we continue to grow, learn, and mature in our faith together. And then the ways we are called together as a community to go and to serve God's creation. We do these things by living into our baptismal covenant, by taking those vows that we make to make this world a better place, to heal the fractures of society, 
to work for justice, equity in our world, and to recognize the sacrifice that was made for us through Jesus Christ that guides us in this manner and understanding of Christian perfection. This perfect love given to us that we are called to give to others. So may we trust and surrender to God's desire for creation. And may we humbly live as God's disciples, serving and loving all who exist in creation. Amen.